This is a podcast from Rover. Afternoon, New Zealand. How are we doing today? This is Rex today. We're here until 12.30. Now, coming up for you in just a moment, we're going to be talking with Tom O'Sullivan from Campaign for Wool NZ. They've got a new three-year strategy. We'll find out what that involves in just a moment. Then we're going to be talking with Samantha Tennant from Well Farm. They've got a simple solution to help farmers complete their animal well-being, a part of their on-farm assessments. Details a bit later on in the programme. But first up on the programme today, Campaign for Wool NZ, a charitable trust tasked with advancing the education and promotion of New Zealand wool. They've made a series of key appointments and they've launched an ambitious three-year strategy. Now, the chair used to be Tom O'Sullivan. Don't worry, he is still involved, uh, but he's taken on a role of general manager for advocacy. And there's been a couple of other announcements around the uh, executive of Campaign for Wool and Z as well. Tom joins us now to tell us all about it. Lovely to have you on the show. How are you? Good, thanks, Tom. Excellent. So you've um, stepped down from the chair role, uh, but you're still very much involved? Yeah, look, I um, have been the chair since um, I joined the trust in 2019, so I've just finished my three-year tenure. Um, And this strategy released on that we've just announced is really, there's been a few changes, including my role, which moves into more of an advocacy role. Um, but, But generally what I'd say is what we've done is we've just really deepened the team. We've got a much a stronger team line up for next year and we've got so much planned um, and so that's part of of the reason we've made some changes because we know we've got so much to do in the wool space. So Ryan Cosgrove comes in as Chair, Cara Briggs, GM of Strategy. There are three core strategic pillars um, and they are around education, promotion and advocacy. Talk us why, uh, through why those are the key aspects that you feel will take the industry forward. Yeah, well just firstly Dom on the, on the appointment. So Ryan comes in as chair and he takes over. He's been a director on the board. Ryan is a really smart guy, young guy, been involved in the wool industry for a long time. So he's a lot of experience, but very um, tech savvy and, and a good strategic thinker. So he'll be a great appointment as the chair for us. And it's really exciting to have him leading the team. Uh, Cara has been working for us in a, in a um, contract um, strategy role for some time. I think she's got the bug a little bit with wool. Um, she's really keen to get more involved. So she's agreed to do a 12-month stint with us, with us really driving a couple of our core pillars. And my role moves into advocacy. So it's more sort of connection with other partners and with other players in the industry, which, as we know, the industry has been fraught with sort of siloed mentality. So one of my real focuses, Dom, is going to be trying to continue to really connect and work alongside the others so we're all pulling in the same direction. But yeah, the strategy, as you said, has got three parts to it. We, you know, we can't do everything, so we're distilling this down to the to the key things that we're really focused on. Firstly, is education. Our Wolves of Schools program has been a massive success. We ticked over twenty five thousand students um, this year. We're just about to completely redo that resource, including digitalisation, so we can get out to so many more schools. Uh, But the other key parts in our... So that's part of our education pillar. But we're also looking at what we can do to introduce wall programmes into both secondary and tertiary education institutes. Under the promotion thing, we've got a big piece of work we're doing with um, wall and architecture. So that's working with architects, designers in the building industry because we see a massive... um, some massive potential there. We're doing some research and, and we're, we're going to run consumer campaigns again you know, on radio and in print media. So Cara's going to champion that sort of stuff. And as I said, my role, Dom, as advocacy is really working with others. So our brand partners, we've got a lot of brand partners now. It's working with those guys that are doing cool things and better connecting with them. 
But the other couple of areas, as I said, it's connecting with industry players. So there's a wool impact group, um, the government commission, it's working with them, the council of wool interests and ROMs. So me sort of getting alongside those guys and trying to get us all on the same page. But the other thing in my role, Dom, is really working with the government too. Um, I think it's fair to say we've got a very... Um, a government that certainly promotes itself on the world stage as being um, a leader in, in environmental sustainability. And yet, you know, from the Campaign for Wolves perspective, we find it quite hypocritical that they still specify millions of dollars worth of products derived from fossil fuels in their government buildings. So I'm doing a lot of work to lobby that. We find it quite a hypocritical position to be uh, to be talking in a, an environmental-friendly um, story to the world and yet still specifying plastic carpets on your, on your floors. Mm. Yeah, that's an important point. You would have thought that that was a natural fit, a natural marriage, um, but clearly uh, there's work to be done there. You're right when you talk about the fact that there's uh, Wool Impact, there's uh, Rons, as you mentioned, also the council, there's yourselves with Campaign for Wool. Um, yeah, getting people to sing off the same song sheet and not compete... No, and I'd probably say, Tom, in my involvement with the wool industry since in the last three years, that's been my biggest frustration, is a lack of willingness to really get around the table and talk and and probably put egos and baggage aside. Um, Having said that, I'm really enthused with a couple of... uh, We are making some gradual um, progress. A couple of key appointments. Um, Rostin Maisie is now the chairman of um, the National Council Wool Interest, and Rostin's doing a really good job to to collaborate, um, and I'm talking to him on a regular basis. Mike Allen has taken over as the chairman of the government initiative, Wall Impact. Uh, they only uh, they were sort of commissioned and kicked off in July. I've had a number of discussions with Mike um, and met with him recently. He seems a really good guy, good communicator, and from what I can tell, we're very much on the same page. So, look, they're really, um, that, that, that bodes well. Um, the other party in all of this is, is Rons. I tend to, in my opinion, I feel that Rons has kind of been sitting outside this thing for a long time. But I know that um, Mike has just been appointed as a director on the Rons board. So I think that can only be a good thing, that we um, that he's connected to them as well and we can all get a better dialogue going. So that, as I said, that in a change with my role this, um, next year in 2023, a real focus on that, talking to these guys regularly, making sure that we are all pulling in the same direction. Um, we're not duplicating, you know, and we're um, we're moving this thing forward. And I think, Dom, the key reason we need to do that is because there's two, there's really two key stakeholders in this whole thing that we need to convince that the wool industry is moving in a better direction. And that's first and foremost, it's farmer growers. And I, I would I would um, I would suggest that the majority of farmers listening today feel very disillusioned with, with what's happened to the wool industry over years. And we want to change that. We want to. Um, have a fresh, a fresh plate, um, a new direction, and, and prove to them that we have, we've got ourselves organised. And the other party involved in this is the government too. And I know um, Damien O'Connor, Mr. Egg, has made it very clear to us that he doesn't want to, you know, they're not interested in industry that's infighting. We need to be, we need to be working together in, in, in a positive manner. So really important work for me next year. Yeah, very, very much so. Um, I just want to pick up on a couple of points there. Um, I've spoken in recent times to uh, places like, you know, uh, Wisewool, um, TNR Interior Systems, um, Wilson and Dorset, uh, companies like that who are all using uh, wool and, and, and are examples of what you're talking about as part of that wider strategy. Uh, I expect a few more to... Uh, to be, you know, realise the benefits of this sort of stuff in recent times. How do you feel that the future's shaping up in regards to that, using those guys as a bit of a benchmark? 
Yeah, well, it's interesting, those companies you mentioned, I mean, all of them I've been working really closely with, and they are real champions of wool, and, and, and they're really what we are, we are the campaign for wool are really about driving. We're here to try and amplify and help and help them with getting beyond hurdles or promote what they're doing. So all of those companies, um, Harry Urk at Hay at Woolwise, Amanda at Wilson Dorset, and Heather and Steve at um, TNR Systems are all doing amazing things, and that's where the industry needs. We need to see this new cool innovation in wool driving new products that consumers want. So that really is at right at the um, the nub of what Campaign for Wool is all about. We're about promoting them. The other party involved in all this, which who I should mention, is Brimworth. Mm, um, and I yeah. don't think we should underestimate the amount of amazing work that Greg and Rochelle and those guys are doing there to promote wool. I've, I was been in Auckland a couple of times recently, and it seems wherever I drive in, in Auckland, there's a huge billboard with... Um, with Bremworth and um, promoting their carpets. They're doing an amazing job. And um, so, yeah, we're here to help them. We, we're connecting with those businesses on a regular basis. And and the exciting thing, Dom, is, you know, these guys are all doing a great job, but I see a lot more too, some green shoots of young businesses. I'm getting a lot of inquiry from businesses who are saying, look, we, we, we're starting to get a bit nervous about the whole um, synthetic plastic um, fibre position our businesses might be in. We really feel that we need to start looking at a natural option and wool's a logical choice. So that's really exciting. It is. And then the final challenge, really, the overarching thing with all of this is the markets that we sell into, Tom. And uh, we've seen a decline in, um, you know, I guess the majority of our major buyers in recent times. Now, there's a myriad of factors around that, uh, a lot of them outside the control of New Zealand, of course. Um, but that is a major concern, China being obviously the, you know, the biggest example of that. Yeah, well, I mean, in my view, not only for wool, but for a number of primary, primary a lot of primary produce we produce out of New Zealand, we're very exposed to China, mm. uh, and wool's the same. But one point I'd make is that we're talking about um, what we're talking about and where we see the future for wool is is, is less commodity trade of, of of wool in a raw commodity state going to China to made made into things, and more value add here in New Zealand. And I think that's the really key thing. That does take time, and we're seeing a number of businesses who are struggling with the fact that they just we just don't have the infrastructure and the manufacturing capability um, to manufacture here. But there's certainly an appetite for it, and that's where we see the big difference. Rather than exporting commodity wool to China, whether doing more and more of adding value here, whether it's into carpets or um, flooring, insulation, you name it, all these different cool products, and adding value here in New Zealand, and then selling it more through consumers, so um, and, and less so that commodity stuff through to China, so more into Europe and North America, and that, that's a big, big difference, because if we can move a big chunk of New Zealand wool into that value-add space, there's a lot more money for all parties, but, but first and foremost, the grower. Well said, uh, Tom O'Sullivan. Look forward to uh, following the three-year strategy of campaign for Wool. As always, great to have you on the program. Cheers. Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure.